Hello friends, it's Phil and welcome to the Growing All Gardening podcast. Now, um, I'm doing an experiment. I'm actually recording this episode on uh, Anchor FM on the normal podcast channel, let's say, but I'm also actually recording a live recording of this podcast over for YouTube. Hello, YouTubers of the world. So um, just for those of you that are new to the Growing All Gardening podcast, I turned a new leaf in 2024. And actually, inside of the podcast, you will know there are lots of metaphors around growing and gardening that I introduce kind of thing. But look, during, um, or actually, no, uh, on the turn of 2024, I decided that I'd do something different with the podcast. I decided that I'd actually attempt difference, attempt to be useful. Because if you've listened to some of the previous 270 episodes, you will know that to some extent, the Growing All Gardening podcast is a little bit of a rambling journey, journal, chatter about growing or gardening, which is the business I run. But keep in mind, dear friends, keep in mind, to give you the accelerated version of the last few years, um, what I've been developing in the last I don't know. I'd actually say what I've been developing in the last 19 years is the All Gardening Lawn Service, which is affectionately known as Lawn Plan. Yes, my friends. So um, at this point, this podcast, this video podcast, this episode is intended to be useful information. So I'm going to unpackage some useful information to start with. If you've never come across me before. Hello. My name's Phil Arjun, and I run All Gardening. Um, and I specialise in fine lawn care. And for some of you that may be listening to this or watching this from somewhere in the world, let's say I actually operate All Gardening and the Lawn Service in two locations. Yes, I am bionic in that sense. Uh, I operate Monday to Wednesday in northwest London at the moment down south where the sun is always out and the sky is always blue and it never rains and it's never cold that's not entirely true but uh, the climate down in london is so much better than the climate in the north of yorkshire where i also live uh, the rest of the week up in harrogate um actually as a reference the temperatures between the two areas of the country can be as extensive as 10 degrees um which may just as an example actually just before christmas when the snow came you know there's those couple of days where there was a little bit of snow well um i left north yorkshire harrogate and it was snowing it's probably about that much snow what's that an inch and a bit or let's call it three and a half centimeters um and it was minus two i think from memory um and i left on a sunday sunday afternoon now by the time i'd reached the london uh, northwest london in fact where i my other base um it was eight degrees 
And it wasn't raining and it wasn't cold. It was a whole 10 degrees difference in temperature, um, which kind of makes you think, doesn't it? Well, it makes me kind of think that actually grass grows in London nearly all year round. And with climate change, the way it being is, having observed the seasons changing over the line, last 19 years, what seems so evident to me at the moment is um, the climate is creating extremes, very short snap extremes. And if anything, I'd say kind of that kind of feels from a fine lawn perspective, like we have lots of micro seasons. Yes, I think that's probably quite a good way of putting it. Micro seasons. Anyway, uh, I'm rambling a little bit. And that's something to do with the podcast, by the way. Uh, the podcast uh, that has been 270 episodes, 272, I think, is this one. Uh, and this is the first episode you'll find me on YouTube. Is um, There is a little bit of a habit of rambling, dear friends. I try and stick to the point. But actually, there's an awful lot of rambling that goes on as well. So um, where was I going to go today? I was actually going to try and continue the theme of 2024. Yes, my dear friends, I was going to try and be useful, of which uh, I am generally very useful, but my podcast can all too often be rambling rambles, let's say, of some useful dialogue. So today's rambling ramble and useful chatter um, is really about what I'm doing this year, which I wanted to share with you because I think it's actually what came out of the last couple of years, this say since the COVID period. And here's my little story, right? Going into the COVID period, uh, let's just say the world was different. Everything was different. Um, but then what happened, hang on, let me just say, what happened during the COVID period, during the lockdowns particularly, is that there was only one place to escape. And the place to escape was your garden. And what I observed during that period really is like everyone gave gardening and lawn care and stuff in the garden a go. Gave it a go. Gave it a little shot, let's say. And um, to some extent, I think some some people realise that there's quite a lot of pleasure to be done, to be had in, let's say, attempting to grow a fine lawn, uh, which is obviously the theme of uh, the theme of all gardening. No, actually, the service that I provide and what I do is I grow the finest lawns in the country. I like to think that, even though I have buried that and kind of kept it slightly secret for the best part of 19 years. Um, but the... Everyone had a go, a go. And I think a lot of people realise that there's two things, like I was saying just a bit earlier, is they quite enjoyed it, the reward, let's say. But also a lot of people realised it's actually not very easy to grow a fine lawn. There are many elements of growing grass and maintaining grass and improving grass that takes more than one season to learn and a season is actually uh let's say the four seasons is the season it takes more than one year maybe we should frame it like that if anything i the people that i've employed over the years to work alongside me uh i've always said it takes around about two years to get your head around things 
because you kind of have to try something, see what happens, see how it gets through the seasons and see what happens and how you can improve it. And ultimately what happens is after 19 years is that you've had 19 times four, which is 38, which is uh, 76 seasons of experience under my head, in my head, I should say. Is that right? 76, 19, 19, 38 times 60. Now I've got that wrong, haven't I? Uh, 19 and 19 is 38, 38, 60, uh, 16 is 76, 76 seasons. 76 seasons. I'll say that again. 76 seasons. So um, being useful, I thought I'd basically highlight you. One of the big things that I think is really, 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 really relevant to be doing this year. And the reason why I say it is because I think everyone should have a go or hire someone like me to have a go for you. But the, um, I think everyone should attempt to reset their lawns. And you go, I've never heard that term before, resetting a lawn. I have, over the years, heard the term renovate a lawn. Uh, but renovating a lawn is kind of... Um, it's not easy to buy into, is my thinking around a renovation. It seems like quite extensive and it quite, you know, if you're going to renovate a lawn, it's um, limited. But the thing about resetting a lawn, I like the idea of resetting. It's kind of, if only we could reset the world to what the world was like prior to COVID. Let's reset it. Or actually, if you go back further, if only we could reset the world so it was like it was back in the early 90s, which were the great years. They were great, great, great years in my memory. Anyway, or actually, even if I could reset the world to being 2005 before the financial crisis, all gardening was on fire, let's say, or growing very aggressively. And there was a lot of fun to be had, actually. Um, so resetting lawns is what I'm going to be rambling about on this podcast. Now, how do you do it and why do you do it and when do you do it and all that sort of stuff? Let's go for those questions. Why do you reset lawn? Right. So there's several reasons for doing that. Extensive wear and tear is one reason to reset a lawn. And the extensive wear and tear might be uh, kids use, extensive dog use. Uh, you've had some work done around the garden and areas of the lawn have been absolutely battered by boards or whatever. Um, if you can hear the washing machine in the background, I do apologize, by the way. wasn't expecting that to be rumbling along. Um, but yeah, resetting a lawn. If you've got a lawn that's had some implications, some damage, some severity of damage that's made it look inconsistent or actually you want to reset it because it's looking inconsistent or you've recently had a uh, new turf installed let's say you've had turf installed in the last two years and you've noticed that in the last two years it's declined 
and you don't know what to do with it. And you've had it treated maybe by a treatments company a couple of times. It doesn't really seem to be doing any better than it should be doing. And that's not necessarily to the fault of the treatments company, actually. It's mainly to do with the condition of the soil that you've imported underneath the new lawn. Or actually, it's to do with the new turf and actually where it's come from. Because this is a uh, row lawn, which is a really, really nice turf to install. If you install it into London, on London in clay, it really, really struggles. And also, row lawn's not the particularly happiest grass to grow in its semi-shade or under tree canopies. It tends to fail. If certainly the fescues fail. Um, but anyway, look, so if you've got a lawn that's looking patchy, inconsistent, it's been heavily worn, it's been heavily used, uh, it's had some building materials on, which I can tell you another story about how you look after your garden when you have builders um, working on your house, not in your garden, um, you need to reset the lawn. Now, the thinking behind resetting the lawn partly comes from my observations of watching the farmers around here. Yes, my friends. So if you think about it like this, right? They grow crops once a year, once a year. So in the fields around me, they grow wheat, I think. Think it's wheat, yeah. And what they do, which was so distinctively obvious to me, is that they get to the harvest period. They then cut the harvest away and leave the field fallowed for a few weeks. Don't know why they do that, but someone might be able to tell me on YouTube. Um, and then what they do is they will then plough up the area. They will level it and grade it using a kind of levelly graded machine uh, or a roller, um, prep it up for seeding. They will then seed it technically and they reset the field. They regrow the field, which kind of really got me thinking that uh, as a farmer, you don't cut the field away and then throw it away, do you? What you do is you basically reset the conditions for growing the new crop which kind of really really made me think over the last few years that i've lived up here in north yorkshire last seven years or so um that actually farmers have something that basically every residential lawn owner should know about yes the great field reset so uh Hopefully, I've kind of like hinted a little bit. Why should you reset the lawn? Or are you right to have the lawn reset? Is it a resettable lawn? And let's just say every lawn is resettable because if you think like a farmer, all you need to do is regrade and reset the surfaces and jam in some new grass seed. Now, how do you reset a lawn? What is the process? So the process goes like this, and this has taken refinement. And this is my way, let's say, and there are other ways of resetting or reconditioning or refurbishing or refreshing or reconditioning or renovating a lawn. But let's just say the reset, the all gardening lawn plan reset works like this. First thing is the lawn reset can be started any time of year. Brilliant, because the lawn condition 
has to be improved in two ways. What's on the surface and also what's under the ground, the root zone. So the first thing is any time of year, or let's just say nearly any time of year, and actually I think if I do a reset, I think nearly 99% of all lawns, when they're reset, they start off like this. They have a big fertilizer feed, which actually, if you go on the All Gardening website, allgardening.co.uk, the link's in the notes, by the way, um, there is a latest idea that I'm developing called the My Lawn Food, which is all about the best fertilizer to use for your lawn, assuming you reset it, let's say, because the reset's really, really important. So the first thing that gets done, are you with me, by the way, because I'm rambling. Um, the first thing that gets done is an application of iron, a heavy, heavy application of iron to knock out the uh, the moss, let's say, knock out its progression, not kill it, because you can't kill moss. In so many ways, that word kill is wrong. Condition the moss is what you're going to do with iron. But also, you harden up the grass and you turn it a bit grey and a bit black. And actually, that grey and that bit black stuff helps it with photosynthesis a little bit. Scientifically, how much? I don't know, but a little bit. It supports the grass. And then you put in a really good fertilizer. Now, I'll tell you a little secret about my thinking about fertilizers. There are a multitude of different fertilizers you can use, a multitude of different NPKs you can use, an absolute deluge of spring, summer, autumn, winter, aftercuts, and all of the above, depending on where you get it from. I'll tell you a secret. I use the same fertilizer all year round. Hmm, makes you think, doesn't it? I'm going to explain to you why I do that. The all gardening lawn food, the logic behind it is if you're resetting the condition of a lawn, you're having to deal with two particular problems that are quite unique. The first thing is, is that you're going to be renovating, recharging, uh, resetting, uh, ragging the hell out of the existing grass. And that needs a little bit of support, but it needs to be supported gradually. So a slow release fertilizer that grows grass, the established grass is needed. So you'd call that would be high in N in nitrogen to some a little bit, not very high. I'm going to tell you the MPK at the moment. It's a bit of a secret. Um, so you're going to feed the old grass that's getting battered. Now, equally so, you've got to also feed the new grass that's going to be germinated. And that's the high K, the other end. So you need to do two things when you're resetting a lawn. You need to be sympathetic of the surface conditions, i.e. try and knock out the moss progression. You need to be sympathetic of the existing grass and how you try and get that healthier. And then uh, you need to be sympathetic of the new grass that's going to go and grow through. So let's just say the first part of the lawn reset process that everyone should do is put a proper, proper beastie feed onto your lawn any time of year. If you come to all gardening, if you go to my lawn food, 
online. You can subscribe to the fertilizer that gets used by me on every lawn I work on, on every lawn I've worked on, certainly for the last seven years. The same fertilizer every season, different application rates, but it's been the same fertilizer because, and I'll say it again, it helps renovate the existing grots and reset it, and it helps establish the new grass. It's a slow release thing, slow release thing. And the benefit of the slow release thing, by the way, while I ramble about that is any season is technically in transition, isn't it? Because the prime point of any season is about then kind of thing. So you're either before a season's prime or you're after a season's prime. And in theory, any particular fertilizer will be at its prime only at certain periods and the period for it being perfect is very very difficult to determine but a slow release fertilizer gives you the window of being just about the right time at any time at some time let's say i think that's really interesting to think about anyway so Reset. I'm going to have to speed up a little bit because I've only got nine minutes left of this um, video podcast, podcast, whatever we're going to call it. But you're going to do the iron application and the feed, and that's going to set the lawn. And you're going to wait, depending this time of year, because the ground temperature is so low, is it good to oversleeve your lawn now? Well, actually, the seed that I use, 100% ryegrass, germinates at six degrees. So cold seeding, my dear friends, cold seeding, uh, can be done this time of year. This get the seed in the ground, this get it just about ready to germinate, if not just germinating, and it's not gonna be competing against the established grass, is it? Which is really, really good. So, cold seeding is a really good tactic. Very, very, very few people employ. It's all about getting the grass, the new grass, the newly germinated grass, germinated before the competition starts with the established grass. Keep in mind that if you're seeding later into the season, if you're not taking advantage of the cold seeding season, you will have to cut the established lawn and therefore the competition for that seed to germinate against the lawnmower, you can work out who's going to win and who's going to lose. It's obvious, isn't it? Anyway, so application of iron, slow-release fertilizer that's going to do the two jobs. And then we're going to prime up a period, probably some three or four weeks afterwards, after the application is done, because it then has the dispersal of the fertilizer into the ground. We're then going to basically start scarifying the lawn. And the scarification process can be done once, twice, or three times. What we're trying to do is basically get as much of the weaker grasses out as we can. And the, the process, by the way, is every time you scarify, the process allows you to get the cut on the lawn shorter. So the first time you scarify the lawn, you might be cutting out of a 50 mil. And then after you've done the first pass on the scarifier and you've cleared that up, you can then probably go to 25 mil. And then the third pass, after you've done the third pass on the scarification, you can then probably get to the lowest cut on your mower, which probably be about 10, 15 millimeters which is a perfect little length to do your overseeding at 40 grams a square meter because we're going to want really nice dense lush full new established grass 
and then we're going to dress it off with a little layer, little duvet of um, compost. Not every compost is born the same, by the way. So test out your composts. Uh, and for reference, I am a believer, a firm believer in Jack's Magic. It's absolutely fine. Does the job, even though they're changing the blend and it's had its ups and downs. But it does what's required. It creates a little duvet. So the duvet goes over the seed. And then what I do is I will then loot, uh, which kind of helps a little bit regrade the surfaces. Uh, it helps to agitate the seed into the duvet. And um, I lightly rake it over. Lightly rake, lightly loot, lightly rake, lightly loot. Make it nice and light. I don't want it to be, I don't like it to be kind of compacted down, but not hard. Just compacted down. And then over the top of that, keep in mind that we fed it previously. What I then do typically is I get lucky biostimulant and I get a little application of iron in it as well. And I basically spray off the lawn occasionally. Yes, occasionally has a little bit of seaweed in, but that's largely marginal gains really. But the iron and the biostimulant, both of which, well, they say the biostimulant I learned from the farmers and the iron, the thing about the iron is it just helps. I don't know why it just helps if the new seed kind of germinates with a little bit of iron on the seed. It just helps. It's a marginal gain, but it just helps. And actually getting the seed to germinate successfully is kind of really, really, really important. But this say, if you use really good quality grass seed, which is what we do do when we reset a lawn, and that's really all about the packaging date. And if no one's ever told you, when you go and buy your grass seed, always look for the date, the label that says when it was bagged, because you want the grass seeds to have been bagged very recently, as recently as possible. The longer it's been bagged for, the more dormant grass is going to be in that bag. Anyway, where are we with the reset? So um, so we've done the pre-iron, the pre-feed. We've done the scarifications, the cuts. We've done the overseeding. We've done the dressing off with a little bit of compost. We've done the biostimulant, and we've done the little application of iron. And then depending on the time of year, and we're in the cold seeding time of season, is the grass will gradually, eventually, optimistically, get its act together and start growing. And then as we kind of roll gently into better light levels, better for, so photosynthesis and better conditions, the old grass is going to start drawing a bit of that brilliant my lawn food fertilizer up um, and it's going to help to get the old grass to recover and the old grass to re-establish and the old grass to grow through gracefully equally togetherness and if you time it actually right if you when you do a reset if you if you're lucky and lucky is a 
there's a big window of lucky in this actually because largely it always works like this is that if you rag the hell out of the old grass and you reseed with the new grass and you've got a slow release fertilizer in and you've got a biostimulant in the new seed tends to germinate really really efficiently and it can germinate within a couple of days depending on the time of year or it may take a few weeks or it may take a little bit longer than a few weeks but the growth rate uh, and the introduction of the new grass is kind of sympathetically ahead of the um the old grass recovering and re-establishing itself it does it works like that it's fascinating it's really really fascinating to watch as the new grass establishes the old grass kind of catches up or actually the way you can see it is the old grass kind of hangs around waiting for the new grass to get going and if you get it right you allow the pair the new grass and the old grass to kind of reach a kind of 50-ish on mil, 50, 40-ish kind of mil length before you go cutting. And then, dear friends, once you've got the new grass established to a reasonably decent length, 40, 50 mil, I'd say, and the old grass is kind of starting to get in some vigor to 40, 50 mil, you cut the pair. And then, over time, you cut and chawn and cut and chawn and cut and chawn. Anyway, that, my dear friends, is my 30 minutes up. So that is all you're going to get today. But anyway, look, welcome to the Growing All Gardening podcast episode, video, video episode. Anyway, I'm over on YouTube now as well. More ramblings to follow in the future. Anyway, thanks for listening as always, dear friends. Take care. Ta-da, bye. See ya. Adios. Thank you.